This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Welcome back to Launchpad on Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School, Sirius XM Channel 132. I'm your host, Carl Ulrich. I'm Vice Dean of Entrepreneurship and Innovation at the Wharton School, and I'm joined now on the line by Yuna Kim, who's the founder and CEO of Simple Habit. Yuna, thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. All right. First things first, let's point our listeners to your actual point. I'll give you the URL, but I haven't just been there. I know it just points you to the app store, but it, the, the app is called Simple Habit and your domain is simplehabit.com. So that's a good name, but basically it's an app. So uh, just check it out on Google Play or on in the app store. Yuna, uh, tell us, give us the elevator pitch for Simple Habit. Sure. So Simple Habit is a five-minute meditation app for busy people. Um, So we have world's best experts in meditation, therapy, and coaching. And they've created uh, bite-sized content for all kinds of life situations or problems. So, for example, if you're about to get into a job interview and you're nervous, there's a meditation for it. If you're trying to fall asleep and you can't fall asleep, there's also a meditation for it. Um, I personally use it in the morning when I first wake up uh, to start my day fresh. I might use it at work um, to start a meeting with our team members. Um, So, yeah, you can try it out. It's on the App Store and Google Play Store. All right. Well, I did download it, and I noticed it it guides you through a set of questions in order to give you some options, some some meditations to, to select from. But for those who aren't familiar with meditation, this, I presume, is a form of guided meditation. Maybe give us an example of the kinds of guidance that I would get mm-hmm. in a job, job interview uh, meditation. Yeah. Let's see. There is one that I've recently used. So before giving a presentation... Uh, there's a meditation for it. And uh, so the guide would say, guide would uh, walk you through a set of breathing exercise just to get your mm-hmm. heart rate down. And then I would say something like, now uh, close your eyes and imagine yourself receiving, going on a stage to receive uh, the Emmy Award or something like that. And so you like really imagine this through and um, like feel like how you feel in your body, in your mind. So it really gets you excited and, and con- like it's a really good confidence boost so that you can get into the presentation and do it well. Um, so that's an example. The other example that I like, let's see, is it's for commuting. So there's a meditation for commuting. And so the guide would say something like, okay, now put your, put your, your feet on the ground and feel the the body moving as a car moves. So you don't have to close your eyes because you're in the car, but just feel how the vehicle's moving and look outside and see what colors you're seeing. Are you seeing, you know, yellow or white or red? Um, How do other people look like on the street? So being just really mindful of where you are. So, you know, there are a lot of meditation apps. And I suppose if people listen to podcasts and so forth, they hear a lot of them advertised, Headspace, 10% Happier, a few others. What what makes Simple Habit different? 
Yeah, so I was actually using uh, one of those meditation apps when I was just getting started with meditation, uh, mm-hmm. probably about four or five years ago. And one pain point that I noticed is that oftentimes a meditation app only has one voice in it. So uh, the founder of the company or like a meditation guru will team up with the developer and create a meditation app where you can only listen to that person. And so I thought that, you know, if I'm using, uh, you know, I want to get, like, I normally don't meditate for the sake of meditating. I usually meditate because of certain reasons, like, you know, about to go into a meeting or uh, feeling sad about something. There's always, like, a goal or a situation. So I wanted to bring in, like, create a platform you can, where you can access all kinds of uh, world's class uh, med- world-class meditation experts. So we're basically kind of like a, the Spotify of meditation. So for things like pregnancy, uh, we have pregnancy experts that, are, that are, uh, are creating content around that so that it's more, more in-depth to what you're going through at that time. All right. So by you invoked that analogy of Spotify, and Spotify I would characterize as a platform that aggregates music from lots of different sources. So tell us a little bit about who the who the guides are and where you get this mm-hmm. content. Yeah. So our meditation experts uh, range all the way from people that are teaching positive psychology at Columbia or. Uh, some people are um, executive coaches at tech companies like Google and work with executives to you know, help them become better leaders. Some people are psychologists or psychiatrists that focus on women's health. So they really range. Uh, it depends on their expertise. And, and one more product question before we get into a little bit the process, and, and that is why did you choose five minutes? Mm. So there are lots of research that shows that uh, doing a few minutes of meditation every single day is way more beneficial than, let's say, one hour a week. Mm -hmm. Um, Doing it consistently every day is more important. And, you know, in today's day and age, like when people are very busy, uh, even 10 minutes gets hard sometimes because you're about to go into a meeting and you you only have like two minutes or five minutes. So we've done some uh, research on this topic and and pulled a lot of users. And so five minutes uh, was the most popular option. So we started off with five minutes. So you'll see we have like 1,500 different unique sessions on five-minute meditation content. But you also see 10, 20, 30 minutes, also one or two minutes. Um, So you you can filter that uh, throughout our product. Okay, so you know, I want to switch gears a little bit and talk about process, and and I wonder if we you can take me back to the beginning and tell me where this idea came from and and how you decided to pursue it as a new venture. Yeah, I I was I was starting another company before this called Locket, and it was um, my first time starting a company, and it was really stressful. Like I put my 120% into it. I worked all weekends and weekdays. Um, and by third year of doing that, I started to feel burnout. And that's when I tried all kinds of things to just, you know, get myself to where I was before, uh, including, I, you know, I've tried anything from like a single therapist, uh, like personal training to work out. Um, I went to Whole Foods a lot to get a, 
ton of uh, stress relief products or like even lavender oils uh, of the world. And, and I tried meditation and, you know, I would have been the kind of person that's pretty skeptical of things that I uh, are not, you know, I thought that meditation was more of a like Buddhist type of thing. And uh, after trying it out, I realized uh, the benefit of meditation. You can do it anytime. You can uh, you can only do it for two minutes or five minutes or ten minutes. You can do it, you know, without having to change your clothes. So it became like a like a powerful tool for me to feel grounded and and show up to work re- uh, really well. And so as I was trying out a couple other meditation apps out there, I realized that you know from a meditation teacher perspective, if you wanna uh, be famous, or if you want your content out there, you have to build your own app. And it's mm. really hard to get your uh, distribute your your own content distributed through YouTube with the world. So uh, that's why I thought that needing, um, you know, creating a platform for all these meditation teachers uh, is necessary. And so I started working on it, and um, I was really surprised by how much traction we got in a short period of time. And and did you maybe talk a little bit about? the the founding moment you were working on this other startup locket did you was there some natural ending to that and you were looking for the next yeah. thing or yeah so tell me about that yeah. that's right so we sold a company that that locket uh company um in 2015 and mm-hmm. i took a one year off to travel the world uh doing a lot of these meditation retreats so i've done silent meditation retreats and um uh, lots of classes as well, and in, in that process, I also met a lot of meditation teachers who wanted to create their own app, and that's you know kind of uh, was its genesis of starting that platform. And and I was waiting to go to uh, Stanford uh, Business School, so you know I actually ended uh, up joining starting the school there uh, down in Palo Alto, and yeah, so I started uh, working on the simple habit on the side uh, as a side project, and. When when we launched, um, like we we had a very quick and fast iteration process. We were like, let's get it out there first and see if people want it, and if so, then we'll iterate on it. All right. So there were two things I want to underscore. One is that this is a is an example of a two sided market, and that you have supply and demand. And in this case, the real impetus for the for the app was the supply side was the was the uh, guides who you felt mm-hmm. had were missing an opportunity to get their stuff out there to the world and i i just want to underscore that for our listeners because usually we think of the de- of the demand side not the supply side and this is sort of a a nice e- example of that um and then i want to just follow up on another thing you said did you did you start it did you get it going while you were in school that's right okay and then did you at some point, and, and just reflect on that, is school, was school a good time to be trying to get this done, or in retrospect, would it have been better to hit it 100% right from the beginning? Interesting question. So I started working on this because I was at school. I don't think I would have... Ah. Yeah. So it was like a so class the, project or, or something you were just said, hey, I'm at school, I'm looking for a project. Yeah, it wasn't a class project, but I was at school and I, I had extra time and I, I was really passionate about this. Mm-hmm. So I started working on it. Yeah, I think right. that was good because it, you know, sometimes uh, just doing it full time might make you 
like devote to a project, even though you may, um, even though you might want, might not want to, right? So I think that was good for me. Yeah, you know, I I would underscore that. I was sort of a leading question as an educator for me to ask, but I think school is is about the most wholesome thing you can be doing with your life. Your family's fully supportive. Your friends get it. Society loves it. And so it gives you license to do some other things on the side that otherwise might you might not be able to devote your life to. And it gives you a chance to explore and validate before you have to really make a full-time commitment. So I think it is a pretty good place uh, to, yeah, to do that. Yeah, I think that was a well-articulated explanation of what <laughs> I was trying to say. <laughs> Yuna, tell us a little bit about, about how you make money or how you hope to make money. Yeah, we are a freemium uh, service, so one-third of our entire content library is available for free users. But if you want unlimited access to all of our content, then you can subscribe to a subscription that costs about $10 a month. So if you do monthly option, it's $12 a month. If you do yearly, it turns out to be about $8 a month. Mm-hmm. All right. And then what about on the, in terms of the guides, are they, do they pay anything or are they on there for free? Yeah, they're on it for free. In fact, uh, we pay them uh, 20% of our net revenue minus some of the marketing costs. And we uh, split that amongst experts based on the number of listens that they garner. I see. So there's actually an incentive for them, a financial That's incentive. Right. It's essentially a publish like a royalty effectively for yeah. their content. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about freemium. And I know that's a common, a common approach in apps. And I suspect the one I use, uh, the meditation app I use is also uses a a freemium model. So it's, it, it seems to be the default, but did, how much thought did you give to that? And how did you come up with the roughly $10 a month price point? Hmm. The, the price point, we've done some surveys on it, and because many, like, people are um, often, millennials was our uh, first target demographic, and millennials are used to paying for subscriptions, so we were trying to figure out what is the price point, and, and about $10 seems to be right. In terms of freemium, I think from the get-go, it was, I didn't put in that much thought into it. I thought that uh, if we were going to build an amazing product, like, we would rather have users uh, be able to try it out before they they fully pay. And how would yeah. you yeah. advise our listeners who are contemplating freemium? What what are some good benchmarks in terms of what fraction of your of your audience or of you, those using the free version of the product product are likely to convert to paying customers? Mm. So industry benchmark is anywhere between like two to five percent is considered healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, some companies do have like ten to twenty percent conversion rate. Mm-hmm. However, uh, the, it's not like the higher the better because sometimes it might mean that if you lock out all the content, then even free users may not want to even join. So I then see. you're right. So the conversion rate would would get higher because not enough users join. So you really got to look at numerator and denominator and say, okay, if I can attract a much broader population of people who try the app, even mm-hmm. if the if the fraction that convert is smaller, I end up ahead of the game. That's right. Yeah. All right. That's a that's a a good insight. You know, tell us a little bit about about financing this business. So you were you were in school, 
and you mm -hmm. you were working on this thing and then at some point you had to either get a job or 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 do this so tell us a little bit about the financing and how you tackled that yeah so i bootstrapped it with my own savings for the first uh half a year when i was at school mm -hmm. uh, i didn't want to raise money unless i was devoting like full sure. time to it yeah and uh in 2017 like last year early like uh in the beginning of it, I decided that I'm going to uh, leave school and do this full time. And that's when I went through YC. And uh, YC was amazing for... And YC, uh, just interrupt you, as Y Combinator, which is the the most prestigious accelerator incubator for new ventures in the world, but, but, but primarily in Silicon Valley. That's right. So, you know, after Y Combinator program, we uh, raised a round of about $2 million uh, from some of the top VC and angel investors in Silicon Valley. So that allowed us to hire a team. And But also a great thing about our business is that we monetize. So <clears throat> we also use our the revenue we generate in order to finance our, our business. And so it was... Maybe, maybe the, I, I guess I want you to reflect a little bit on the Y Combinator experience and how valuable that was for you and was the value primarily in the mentoring milestone community or was it primarily in the signaling value in terms of acquiring investors? I think it depends on people. Like, you know, for me, I, it was my second time starting a company. If it was my first time, I think absolutely a lot of the advice uh, would have been very, very valuable. Mm -hmm. For me, it was the second time, so I did already have some opinions about things. So for me, the reason I joined was because I, uh, one, I was curious about what I could learn. And second, I do think the brand and uh, signaling uh, really helps with fundraising, but also uh, hiring. Yeah, just being stamped with YC makes gives you some social proof when you're trying to convince yeah. people to join this crazy thing all and right there's definitely community yeah. uh element to it so we mm -hmm. have like a, a forum amongst the yc founders where we share um advice to each other but also there are lots of candidates out there that are looking to join a yc company so you know i want to ask you a hard, hard question one of my friends and colleagues a pretty famous professor adam grant is a skeptic. He wrote an editorial in the New York Times entitled, Can We End the Meditation Madness? And mm -hmm. has said publicly, I can't think of anything that meditation claims to do that can't be done better other ways. Well, how, how do you respond, not necessarily to Adam, but I guess the question would yeah. be uh, evidence that this is actually something worth doing? Oh, well, first of all, I don't think I've read that article, but I'm curious what are the other ways that Adam uh, suggested because you know, meditation is uh, effective for a lot of people, but you know it's not you know it's not the only way uh, to manage stress for everyone. So I can I'm curious about the other ways. In terms of there are lots of research, so you know I I would encourage everyone to just search online, and there's lots of like reviews and research about the benefits and the power of meditation. But if you look at our app store reviews, this is something that is more like qualitative, but yeah. our users 
you know, rave about how life-changing of a product this is. Uh, oftentimes, people say this has really changed, um, really helped them sleep better. Some people that are going through difficult times, like career transition or um, winding down their startup or, or just managing their startup and busy schedule, uh, really see a lot of value. So um, there are already like existing research that shows about the benefits, but I think we're just getting started in terms of um, really showing the value of meditation. Yeah, and I guess the I would make two observations. One is there appears to be a secular trend, a sort of macro trend, increasing popularity in for meditation. You have people like you know Tim Ferriss and Sam Harris and others that are very popular promoting meditation. And uh, the second is, look, you're talking about five minutes, and people can decide for themselves if it's something that's a personal value. It's not clear you need a clinical trial to tell you if you enjoy something or if you get value out of something. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. Especially the second one. It's only five minutes. So it's five minutes. Yeah. Hard hard to argue. It's going to hurt you in five minutes and it's just like, try it. Yeah. Um, So tell us how it's going. Uh, It's been going really well. We've grown really fast. Uh, Most of it has been organic. So last year when we graduated from YC, we were doing about half a million dollars in revenue per year. Mm-hmm. Right now, we're doing over $5 million. Whoa. And Yeah. And if you um, look at the like growth, most of it has been organic. Like, I mean, People love this product, and they tell their friends and family about it. So if you look at the App Store, you'll see uh, only on iTunes alone, we have over 37,000 five-star reviews. Um, so it is a very... Uh, kind of like a product that people really uh, love and tell uh, people, other friends about. Wow. So awesome. So, so what's next for you? That's a, that's an impressive revenue milestone. So if we just back yeah. out those numbers, if there people are paying, um, you know, just in, in round numbers, that would be something like 50,000 uh, users. And if, if I'm to believe your two to 5% number then that is a lot of users. You know, 50,000 paid users, that means there are a lot of users out there, which is really an encouraging, I mean, that that's, yeah, yeah proof is in the, in the pudding in, in this case. So what's next? Yeah, so number one, we're, we're going uh, very fast uh, in terms of our team. So we are hiring uh, across all, all function. We're like a small team of 12 people right now here in San Francisco, uh, in SOMA. And uh, we're looking for engineers, designers, um, people to join our content team as well. So recruiting is like a, the number one priority mm-hmm. uh, for us. So if any of you guys are looking for uh, the next step, please join our website and you can see some of the openings. Um, the other two things that we are focused on is, one, we are uh, expanding beyond meditation to get uh, content creators like therapists and coaches, whether it's executive coaches or life coaches, because at the end of the day, uh, when people come to Simple Habit, they are looking for solutions for some of the problems. Mm-hmm. For example, um, you know, I have an executive coach that helps me learn how to hire, what to do, uh, you know, what are some of the best practices for preparing for one-on-ones with your employees, and and I, you know, we pay a lot of money. Uh, for that, um, but 
for some of the managers out there, um, if you could just listen to their content uh, and maybe their five, ten minutes on that, that very specific topics, it could be very valuable. So uh, we're also inviting um, mental wellness experts to create content for us. And that's been doing really well. Yeah. And the second thing that we're doing is, you know, last year, when if you sign up with our uh, product, we didn't hey, ask you know, you know, I'm going to have to leave it at the first thing you're doing because we're out of time yeah. and they're going to cut me off. But thanks so much for that's making it. the time. It was super interesting. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.